previously on Adequately Advanced Magic. The clay statue of Professor Omedi lurches towards the three of you. Uh, I use my action to look through the shelf. You rummage through the shelf and you find a little jewelry box. Oh, I want to give, because there's three rings, so I want to give one ring to each of my two friends. In the back part of the room, you see that there is a pedestal, and on top of it sits a very shiny French press, and the three of you recognize it as a genie. If you destroy the French press, I'll tell you guys anything you want to know. Is this right? And I just, like, throw it on the ground. Sam stands up and heads over to a nearby window. He's pointing at the Rodriguez's house. The being in that house is the one responsible for your friend's death. And then he disappears. Deborah, as you hoist Celeste over your shoulder, you feel a peculiar compulsion. Uh Uh-oh. A voice in your head tells you to stab Vivian and Kia. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. A storm brews over the evening sky above Amsteria Lane. (sighs) We see the various denizens of the street return home. A levitating bus drops off Zog and Glob, and many of the 9-to-5 workers return home, including Kai. In the far distance, we see a couple of police officers chase after an incredibly stereotypical robber illusion. Just unleashing gunfire. (laughs) He's coming right for us. (laughs) Stop resisting. (laughs) It's like running away. (laughs) We see a shot of the Rodriguez's house. Robotically, Mr. and Mrs. Rodriguez walk out of the front door. As the storm intensifies, they sit down on a porch swing in front of their house. Standing behind in the doorway, we see another figure cloaked in shadow. We cut to the three of you. We see Kia and Vivian about to head out from Professor O'Malley's secret attic. Secret, definitely not a BDSM chamber (laughs) attic. (laughs) Followed by Deborah. In slow (laughs) motion. In slow motion, we get a close-up of Deborah's hand, which is currently holding a knife pointed downwards, the tip of which is just a short distance away from Kia's neck. Just as you're about to make contact, the ring on your finger glows brightly, and Deborah, you snap to your senses. (laughs) Kia and Vivian, the two of you turn around and see that Deborah was almost about to murderate the two of you. (laughs) So this is awkward. What the hell were you thinking? 
that's the problem, girls. I, I wasn't thinking. I just was suddenly overwhelmed with a compulsion to plunge a dagger into your necks. And can I just be the first to say that that's not me? <laughs> but like, what the hell, Deborah? I thought we'd been through a lot. Oh, trust me, we have, we have Kia, and, you know, I wish I could explain what just happened, but all I can really say is, I'm sorry, and I know that our friendship is strong enough that you two will forgive me, right? (laughs) As I put the dagger away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, apology accepted. I I know there's some strange things going on in this neighborhood right now. Do you remember anything that... Well, made you want to take out that dagger and murder two of your dearest friends? Any voices? Any images? Well, first of all, I congratulate you on your very calm and reasonable response to this situation. <laughs> well, I mean, if I were to... You got over this pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, if, if I... If, this just proves that my Charlotte is innocent. I mean, I can't believe that she's a cold-blooded murderer. I, I have to believe that something compelled her. And now we just have further evidence that you are also being compelled. Yes, that's what I've tried telling people. I mean, yes. I. Uh, so, what happened was, we you know, we destroyed the coffee the French press. And we were walking out, and then I felt a strange presence overtake my mind. And when I came to, I was holding the, the stagger to, to Kia's soft, supple, stabbable neck and, you know, I don't and, you know, the two of you can pick up from there, I think So, I don't know, Deborah, but I'm just I'm just wanted to say that I'm sensing some very negative energy coming from you right now I mean, it's, it's all this this tarot nonsense that, that you and, and Nova are into What what were you thinking? Okay, well, I wouldn't say I'm into the same tarot stuff that Nova's into. Don't lump me in with her. God rest her soul. Um, (laughs) I told you I was sitting here. We were heading out and then I felt something strange enter my brain and a weird compulsion that I needed to protect Zog and Glob and the next thing I know you know, I'm standing there holding this knife above you. Yeah, you know me. You know I would never hurt a fly. (laughs) Joey? As the three of you have this discussion, you see that the rings on your fingers that you obtained earlier, all of them are faintly glowing. Look, fine, whatever, just keep in front of me and be careful. Swear to God, everyone, everyone in my life is just so weak. Uh. Kia whispers or mumbles to herself. Gazutite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look at the friendship ring. Or these are friendship rings, right? Sure, yes. <laughs> I have plus one friendship rings in bold on my on my notes, so that's yes. What color are they glowing? You know, let's give everybody a different color. What color do you want? I want a soft pink. Like a pink pearl. Key is gonna have a vibrant glowing red. Almost as if the color of anger is emanating from the ring itself. <laughs> Alright, well, Red was my first choice. Now I need to think of a new one real quick. We will say, if we're going by magic colors, we'll say black. It's glowing black. Okay, wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. We'll go with blue. dark miasma of friendship pours (laughs) off the ring. It actually sucks out the light. All right, fine. (laughs) It's glowing a a nice, calming blue color. Because I am calm and in control right now. As you take a closer look, you see written on the ring is some text. 
let's say one ring to rule them all <laughs> to find them. Uh, it, it actually says ring of mind shielding. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, it's a good thing that we had these rings. I mean, I kind of wish it activated a little sooner than it did so that we wouldn't be in this awkward situation, but I'm glad that it, you know, it would things would have been bad uh, if, if these had... See, Kia? You see? That these are glowing because they're shielding our mind, so... Which proves that my mind was under some sort of external influence. Yes, it certainly would have been much more awkward if one of us would have been stabbed, so... Oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> right, I, I guess. I mean, I, I see that some people need to rely on crutches because they haven't yet mastered mind over matter, but if you came to one of my classes, Deborah, I think you'd have a much stronger ability to resist this kind of nonsense. Well, you know, I'm free next uh, Thursday. Or do you have a class next Thursday? I will I will make one special just for you, Deb. Okay, well, I'll have to figure out who's going to sit. Uh, Zog and Glob, I only really trust the two of you, so hmm, this puts me in an awkward bind. I'm going to meditate on this for the next <laughs> ten minutes or so. <laughs> Who is carrying Professor O'Malley? I feel like it's probably not me because my hand, because I was about to stab somebody. Probably not. I it think might it have been kind me. of me. I think it might have been me because I felt bad for him. <laughs> That's right. I might. I might have been advocating for killing him. <laughs> You're trying to stab the wrong person, Deb. <laughs> Vivian, you've been holding on to Professor O'Malley this entire time, sort of just like by the scruff of his collar. You notice something's a little bit off and wet. <laughs> Wait. Wet like blood like sweat <laughs> as you look downwards you see that he has just this faraway look in his eyes and he's drooling now I take my hand and I, I notice that drool has leaked all over it and I go oh god and then I kind of look down O'Malley professor professor kind of snap in his face there's no response Deborah's trying to remember if he's always like this or not. Up until a couple minutes ago, he was crying his eyes out. Look, I think we just leave the professor here. I mean, what what good is he to anyone anymore? Well, I he's certainly evidence. I mean, we we did have that whole hullabaloo with the police. What hullabaloo with the police? I, w- I wasn't here the whole time. Uh, oh right. Um, that was me. I was completely in control of the situation. Uh, I may have just needed to uh, compel someone to stand still outside for me to come back inside, but I'm sure that it will it'll all blow over quite smoothly. Um, but anyway, I think we should just bring him outside. All right, Vivian, I, can, I cannot go to jail. Who's going to take <laughs> care of Zog and Glob, the two most perfect angels in the world? <laughs> no one's going to jail. We haven't done anything. Okay, but if, you know, if I... If we go to jail because of, you know, something reckless that you did, I, you know, I'm going to hold it against you, friend. <laughs> I pat Fre- on the back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Remember our rings. I mean, these are friendship rings. I, I don't deal well with thinly veiled threats, but I kind of just truss up O'Malley and throw him over my shoulder using my orcish strength. You also have like a tied up. I guess is she is she still tied up? <laughs> oh, there was the Celeste. Yeah. I throw Celeste on my other shoulder. <laughs> Vivian, as you sort of truss up O'Malley, Celeste is still unconscious nearby. 
to wake up Celeste, I rub my fingers over one of my pearls, releasing some uh, pink pearl colored dust, and I put my hand over Celeste's eyes to try to wake her up. Yep. You cast your Magitek spell, and a gentle green glow surrounds Celeste. Her eyes slowly open, but remain unfocused. And she too also sort of just starts drooling everywhere. Hmm. I hate to say it, uh, Devin and Viv, but it does appear as though there may be something afoot here. Deborah actually like checks her chin to see if there's any drool there from when she was possessed <laughs> briefly. <laughs> there's like a drop. Deb quickly like wipes it off and is like, hmm. Ladies, I I think maybe the three of us were lucky, but I think these two, since they didn't have any sort of protection, they might be under the influence of this fiend or whatever that's causing trouble in our neighborhood. Mm. Should we? Do we need to put them down? <laughs> I guess the only thing we can do is just take them outside. Maybe there's someone with greater healing powers than we currently have that can bring them back to their senses. Well, you see, they might be dangerous. I mean, the only reason that I didn't go through with any fiendish plans was because of this ring, but these two are, have no such recourse. I don't know if it's safe to let them just just take them out of here. Well, I say we bring them to the police. They, they serve as evidence. So they can murder everybody in the police station? Vivian, you know, we don't know what we're dealing with here. You know, they might, they might come to my house. They might, they might get my, my beautiful children. What about my child? My child is currently in jail right now for a crime that she didn't commit. Yeah, so you want to take these these murderer, these potential murderers to a to where where Shar is? I want to take them there so that the police can understand that people are being compelled to do things against their will. Kia, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, I think for now it, it's probably best Viv, if we just leave them here. We don't know what's happening in the rest of the town, and like. Some people just don't have as much of a mastery of their feelings, their thoughts and emotions, and they can do, sometimes they can do crazy things. So I think we need to look out for ourselves first so that we can, we can help Charlotte later. Should we, should we like tie them up or something? Can we, can we just lock them in different rooms of this house? Well, I don't want to have to come back here and like feed them or something. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. I mean, just for a little while. Just until we get a better sense of what's going on out there. Hmm. Do you have any place in your, like, in your studio or something, Kia, where, you know, maybe like an extra room or something where we could put them? I do, but that's far from here. Hmm, that's true. We might look a little suspicious if we're just carrying two limp bodies around the, the cul-de-sac. I, I, I again say just put them in different rooms for now and let's go let's just go take a look around outside see how, how widespread this is alright I was just worried about getting back here later if we needed to alright let's do it Kia goes and picks up Celeste and goes and tries to find like a bedroom somewhere to toss her in yeah there is a bedroom and a study I, I guess the three of you leave the secret non BDSM attic <laughs> Should we yada yada putting them in different rooms or should we? 
yeah, we can, we can just yada yada it. Right. We can say that you dump Celeste. <laughs> you just chuck Celeste into the bedroom. Kia would. Kia and... would literally throw her at the bed. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you just dump O'Malley in the restroom or something. They'll be fine. Probably. Well, let's go, let's go take a look outside. I mean, we're right across the way from, from Captain Harper's place. If we go check on her real quick, that at least give us an idea of whether what's happening is confined to this house or whether it's the whole neighborhood. Vivian is, an, is annoyed and she starts kind of fingering the pixie dust that she has in a vial in her <laughs> pantsuit pocket. She does not like how this decision went down. <laughs> Dara's, like, we, Dara's like, we did a good thing here. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> All right, what are you guys doing? <laughs> We're going to go check on the rest of the neighborhood. We're going to leave this house. As the three of you head towards the front door of Professor O'Malley's house, you see outside through the window that a storm is brewing, and it's already started to rain. Nothing wrong with a bit of cloudy weather, girls. Just have to buck up and head into it. Oh, this actually is good for my chrysanthemums. You know, we've been in a bit of a drought lately, and they really need a little bit of water to fully bloom, so so I'm quite pleased about this. The three of you step outside, and as you do, a gust of wind just blasts the three of you in the face. Ooh! <laughs> I don't remember it being like this when we were here earlier. Seems like something's really picked up. Is this one of those hurricanes I've heard so much about? Does Falcon's Reach regularly get hurricanes <laughs> not <laughs> being on a coast that I've, heard, that I've heard nothing about <laughs> what, tornado we can go with tornado <laughs> as the three of you are hit by the rain and wind you notice that there's something off about the street almost as if frozen in time you see ahead of you lady kensington on the sidewalk Despite being pelted by the rain, you see that she also has a look, a faraway look in her eyes, and that she too is also sort of slightly drooling amidst the raindrops. <laughs> Vivian goes over and kind of snaps her fingers in her face upon seeing that she doesn't move. She kind of calls back to the girls and says, it seems like it's affecting everyone in town. Oh no, my beautiful babies. Where are they? <laughs> I told you, Vivian. Everyone, everyone in this this neighborhood is just so so weak and pathetic. He is getting increasingly angry and agitated. Deb is going to like start running towards where Zog and Glob presumably would be. Deborah, you run off to your home, followed by Vivian. Kia, what do you do? Kia just sort of looks around frustrated and is like, well, I guess I'll I'll head home for a bit too. I, I would go to my own home, I think. They seem to be going off and I'm just frustrated with everyone. Okay. Deborah and Vivian, the two of you head over to Deborah's house. Meanwhile, Kia, you head home. Angrily power walking the entire way. <laughs> Angry power walk. We cut over to Deborah and Vivian. Well, okay. What, uh, what, are, you, what are you doing? Deb opens the front door very carefully, you know, wipes her feet off at the front entrance on the front doormat, and then is frantically like, Zog, Glob, are you here? She's like, you know, looking around for them. And Vivian, you're just following behind? Yeah, correct. The two of you enter the living room as 
You're frantically searching for your children, Deborah. The front door shuts. Uh-oh. Revealing Zog and Glob to have been standing behind the doorway. Hmm. <laughs> That's just Evil like twins. <laughs> Imagining the shining. How old are they again? Let me go ahead and look up what I wrote. Zog and Glob are middle school age, roughly, is what I wrote. So I guess like early teens or something like that. Simultaneously, the two children say, Hey, Mom. I whip around and I run up and get at their feet. And I'm like, Zog, Glob, are you okay? As you head over to them, you realize that the two of them are carrying one hand each on this photograph of Rex Badbog, their dad and your deceased husband. Oops. Simultaneously, again, they say, Where's dad? Well, you know, I told you, I told you, my darlings, that, you know, dad had a, had an accident. He fell and he's, he's no longer with us. Did, did he really fall? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, he's no, he's no longer with, I, you know, I, I told you asking questions about, about daddy's quite, quite painful for me. But I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> she like crosses two fingers behind her back. Hmm. Okay, go ahead and roll a deception check. <laughs> I feel like she's had to roll children. a few of these <laughs> when talking with them before, which is why I gave her a high deception score. <laughs> okay, well, that's a four plus nine, so that's thirteen. By the way, do they do they look like the other people we've seen, or, or do they like like normal? First, let's have Vivian. What is your knowledge of? Deborah's ongoings slash business. Um, Deborah's an upstanding member of the community, you know. AKA, like, did she murder her husband? Or yes. <laughs> do I think she? Do I think Deborah? Uh, knows it. I would say no. I would say she doesn't know. Okay, go ahead and do an insight check. Twelve. You are thoroughly convinced <laughs> that Deborah is innocent. <laughs> I wouldn't say thoroughly, but... <laughs> Vivian, you're sort of like, yeah, you fall down, people fall down the stairs all the time and die from stab wounds, but... <laughs> I've covered many a story about such a thing. Yeah. Ladders. Ladders in this day and age. It's weird how many people, how many people fall on top of knives. Meanwhile, Deborah, go ahead and roll a perception check. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a nat 20. Uh, that's, so that'll be 26. Wow! <laughs> Using the big the big rolls on on this, my kids are like, "Yes, mom." <laughs> <laughs> you take a look at your two children. Their eyes are a little bit unfocused, but they are not drooling. <laughs> so are they like half possessed? <laughs> Simultaneously, they walk up towards you. Simultaneously, they say, "Mommy, it's okay. We know you're a murderer." <gasps> Ooh, Zog and Glob. I told you not to use language or words like that in this house. What do you have to say for yourselves? We know you killed our dad. I did no such thing to to Rex. You know, I you you both you both know I loved your dad very much. They start to begin to bear their fangs at you. Ooh. Well, you know, <sighs> you're a terrible mom and a murderer. <laughs> Deb starts sobbing. Like, no, everything I do, I do for the two of you. You know I love you two more than anything in the world, and I promise I won't let anything bad happen to you. Sob. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, 
you know, your dad, your dad just, you know, he, you know, every so often he would have a bad night and, and one night he, he tried to hurt the two of you and, and I, I don't know what happened, but he's not with us anymore. And I put my hands on their shoulders and I say, please, please trust me. I just want what's best for the two of you. I try to pull them into a hug. You pull the two of them into a hug. In each of your ears, uh, Zog is on the right, and you sort of have Zog over your right shoulder and Glob over your left shoulder, and each of them whispers into your ear, uh, respective ear. They say, It's okay, Mommy. You can be with Daddy forever. Oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Um... And then you feel a sharp pain in each of your shoulder blades. No, I need those. <laughs> <laughs> what have what have they stat what have they done to me? Vivian, from your position, you see two knives having been plunged into Deborah's back. And then we're going to cut over to Kia. Ooh, <laughs> it's baby. very dramatic. Uh-huh. Kia, what are you doing? Kia is power walking back to her house from Professor O'Malley's place and just like just cutting a swath through the rain laser focused ahead getting like angrier every moment she's like muttering to herself every time she sees someone who's just out of it in their yard or on the street or something it just confirms for her that everyone in this neighborhood and really everyone in the city and in her entire life is just like weak and pathetic and only she has the strength to actually persevere through. You know, normal normal stuff like that. Yeah. And you arrive on your front porch. Angrily throw open the door and stride inside. Uh, soaking wet, you enter your house. Sitting behind the kitchen counter, you see Kai. What does he look like, actually? Have we ever gotten to describe <laughs> him? Guy. Just like, uh, like the weakest piece of shit fucking <laughs> beta cuck. Uh. Beta cuck, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe he is also an orc. Um, he's probably, yeah, he's, he's a smaller orc. Bit of a nerd orc. Kia, yeah, you enter the foyer of your house, and farther down the hall, you see Kai sitting at the kitchen counter, nursing a glass of whiskey. Kai, I'm not surprised to see you here, just wasting your evening drinking as normal. But at least you seem to be, like, sort of in control of yourself, Kai. She kind of stares at him intently, waiting some sort of response. Kai responds, Yes, my dear. I mean... Have you, like, seen anything unusual? I've been walking around town. The weather has gone completely to shit, even though you told me that this neighborhood was going to be nice. And to top it all off, like, half the town is in some sort of comatose state, just wandering around drooling themselves. That doesn't really seem like it should be our problem. I mean, I guess you have a point there. That's probably the smartest thing I've heard you say in a while. Let's just go. Let's leave. Leave... leave where? Here. Leave... leave... Amasiria Lane? Leave Falcon's Reach? Where do you want to go? Let's move somewhere else. Somewhere where it's hot and sunny and where you're less angry. You obviously don't... you don't like it here. 
I mean, of course I like it here, Kai. Falcon's Reach is my home. I've got this great business. I don't have to depend on you as much anymore. Okay, uh, who do you think is the one keeping your yoga studio afloat? <laughs> like, obviously me. I've convinced half the women in this shitty neighborhood to come. <laughs> who, who would want a yoga teacher who's raging as she gives her classes? I empower people. I give them the strength to take control over their own lives and not be dictated to by whatever petty child or husband they have waiting for them at home. They didn't want being dictated is you, by your anger. Look, Kai, I can't even, I can't even do with you right now. This is, you're sounding more ridiculous than usual. You've had too much to drink. I need to go see my friends. Kai says, no, you're, no, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not what? You're going to tell me where to go now, you useless, spineless, pathetic creature? Spineless? You wouldn't even be here if it weren't for me. Oh, you're going to, you're going to bring that up? You found me at a dark time, but I was young. And everything I've done since then, I've built on my own accord. And look at you. You're nothing. Whiling away your days for some corporate shill. Coming home. Getting drunk. You don't control your home. You don't control your wife. You don't control anything. Kai pulls out something from his pocket. And it's a couple of sheets of paper. And he slides it over to you. Kia angrily snatches up the papers from the table. The first couple of papers is a ledger. With the names of various people that you, Kia, recognize as your students for the yoga studio. And it becomes apparent to you that Kai has been paying people to attend <laughs> your classes. Ooh. As you continue to thumb through the papers, next set are divorce papers. Ooh. Backdated by several months. Like finalized papers? As in, he's been holding on to these for... For a while. Some time. Hmm. He gets up and puts his jacket on. Oh, so this is how it's gonna be, Kai? You're just confirming everything I said. You're spineless, and you're just gonna run away. He puts his jacket on, opens the front door to reveal the cutting rain and he says good luck Kia he puts his hat on and steps outside Kia's hands clench up into fists she yells some inutterable orcish curse after him and grabs the nearest thing she can throw at the door as he shuts the door whatever you threw against it shatters and go ahead and do a charisma saving throw. That is a 15. Your resolve and your mind weaken a little bit. Kia is kind of looking around her house now, looking at the papers. She grabs another chair or something else within easy reach and just slams it down the ground. Does that to a few additional objects nearby because that felt pretty good. <laughs> and then winded a bit 
just stops and becomes very introspective. And then we cut to Deborah and Vivian. <laughs> we cut back to uh, <laughs> do we, some do some we... deep cuts. Deborah, you take eighteen damage. Oh yeah, that, that that's a thing. Hold on. <gasps> that's right. I got stabbed. <laughs> Meanwhile, hold on. Vivian says, "Deb, Sog, so, what, what's going on?" And I like collapse to the ground. Wait, really? Well, no, I'm not. No, but I. Okay. Uh, it was it was more of a flavor <laughs> thing. No, I'm. I mean, I I'm fine in terms of health, but I'm. <laughs> they say, "Mommy, we learned from you." No, that's impossible. I've done what I can to shield you from. I mean, Zog, Glob, what's gotten into the two of you? I, Zog, I've Glob, I've never mur- Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's no way to talk to your mother. <laughs> you you clearly aren't acting yourselves. I know you would never harm me. Zog and Glob approach menacingly with two kitchen knives each. Well, no, one one kitchen knife each. Whoa. <laughs> dual wielding. <laughs> they're, they're dual, dual wielding. Yeah. <laughs> kids are both rogues. <laughs> yeah. Mommy, we learned from you. I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Vivian, we need to we need to do something. We Can you help me maybe restrain them? These these kids, they're so I think they've been watching too much violent TV and playing too many video games. <laughs> Can I try <laughs> casting Dispel Magic on the kids? Yeah, so Dispel Magic is choose one creature. Okay, I'll try casting it on Zog. I say to Deb, I don't think they're themselves. Let me, let me try something. Deborah's just beside herself. Yeah, then I clutch my pearls, releasing dust, and I cast Dispel Magic. On Zog. Yep. Uh, go ahead and roll a ability check using your spellcasting ability. Okay. My charisma check alone was 17. And then my proficiency is plus 4, so 21. Yeah. Zog drops the knife, stares into the distance, and begins drooling. What did you do to Zog? I think they're being compelled by the same force that, that was... Overruled over Professor O'Malley and poor Celeste. I'm going to kill them. They won't hurt my babies. Glob turns her, her, his. That that's Bear. a great question. I do not remember. Pay <laughs> them. I I don't remember which one. All right, wait, hold on. Zog is the boy, and Glob is the girl. I've just given them their own pronouns. Okay. So so Glob is the girl, right? Yes. Okay. Just just confirming. Yes. Glob turns her attention towards Vivian and runs at you with her knife. Her very sharp kitchen knife that is very well maintained by Deborah. <laughs> it's like weirdly well maintained. Uh, she's going to roll an attack roll. Rolling in 17. Uh, my armor class is 16. Glob runs at you and stabs you, giving you a... a Dealing three damage. <laughs> no, I've taught them better. I mean, uh, <laughs> Deb is just like beside herself. Like, I didn't have a choice. Okay, he was going to kill the two of you, and just like sobbing. I did what had to be done. Deborah starts raging. She feels that 
all she can see is blood towards this uh, this being that is clearly controlling her beautiful, sweet, innocent, can-do-no-wrong children. And with that strength, she stands up and she says, For the remainder of the evening, both of you are grounded. <laughs> <laughs> and because Zog is kind of zon- <laughs> Zog is zonked right now. She's going to try. She's going to attempt to basically like wrap her arms around Zlog and carry her upstairs. You mean glob? Glob. <laughs> yes, wrap. Yes. Uh, I'm a good parent. Um. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever mix my twins up. It definitely yeah. never happens. Deborah is going to try to restrain Glob and carry her upstairs to her room. So you're gonna grapple her. Basically, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Go ahead and do your roll. Um, it has to be athletics for me, right? Yes. Okay. They roll a 10. That is a 12, so I barely do it. Yeah. You grapple her. All right. Vivian, can you can you grab Zog and bring him up to his bedroom? It's the it's up in the hallway, the, the second door on the right. I'm going to bring Glob to her room, and I think we should just ground them in there until... We sort out what's going on. Vivian picks up the drooling child (laughs) and puts them over her shoulder. On the way upstairs, Deborah grabs some celery sticks from the kitchen and brings them with her so that they have some food. All right. You're going to put them in the same room? No, I'm putting them in different rooms. They each each have a bedroom. I thought this through. (laughs) I don't need one killing the other. All right. As you head up to their bedrooms, Glob is just flailing around, knife still in hand. Oh, I probably should have <laughs> done something about that. All right, as we're going up, I try to, I attempt to wrestle the, the knife out of Glob's hand. You grab Glob's knife, also known as your your knife. Hmm. I don't remember teaching them how to how to wield knives, but I am a little bit proud of them. And you chuck each of them into their respective bedrooms. Yeah, so they give them each a few celery sticks uh, so that they get their nutrition. (laughs) And then I lock the doors to their rooms. Vivian, what are you doing? Vivian just follows along and... (laughs) Completely not... (laughs) This is just a regular day in the... (laughs) It's fine. In Deborah's household. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, Vivian lets Deborah, like, do her thing and then she says... Deborah, whatever's happening, it seems like it's happening to everyone all over town. Yes, I... Sorry, I just need a moment. <sighs> I, we need to find thought, Kia. We don't know what's happening to her. It's for the day that Rex departed this world. I would never let them find out what happened and... Sorry, what? Um, right, Kia. She's probably in danger. Uh, well, what did happen to Rex? You know you can always tell me. We all have our secrets. We all have our sins. Hmm, well... I mean, you know, Rex, Rex, he and I, he was there for me in a dark time in my life, but, and, and I'll always, I'll always thank him for that, but over time he just, he just fell into darkness and, and one day he, he threatened the kids and I don't like to think about it too much, but let's just say Rex, Rex wasn't with us us after that, but if you, if you tell anybody, (laughs) let's just say that things won't end up well for you. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> Vivian grabs Deborah's hands and says, It sounds like you were in a really dark time, and I'm so happy that you've made it out into the light. You know I'm always here for you. 
we, we all have secrets that we hide in this neighborhood. I'm just so happy that you and Zog and Glob, you've, you've made your own life here. Well, hopefully we can continue to do so. I, I really appreciate it, Viv. And I wipe tears from my from from Deb's eyes and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna fucking kill the Rodriguez's. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a there's like a jump scare here where Glob suddenly starts banging on the door, the locked door. It's super and starts screaming. <laughs> it's so scary. We all jump. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> Vivian says, he's certainly energetic, isn't he? She. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, Mitchell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gave them stupid, or- I gave them dumb orc names. I apologize. No, it was funny. <laughs> Glob, mommy just had those doors painted. Please don't, please don't chip the paints. <laughs> I would say they hold hands and walk out into the into the rain. <laughs> the friend the friendship rings glow very brightly. <laughs> the two of you head out, and as you do, Vivian, you feel a little bit weird. <laughs> mm. It's cool. Weird how? Go ahead and do a constitution saving throw. Uh nineteen. You have an itch. Mm. A certain kind of itch that you've sort of grown accustomed to. As you check yourself, you notice that that last vial of pixie dust that you were holding onto in the commotion with Zog and Glob is broken. Hmm. Yeah, I start to, I feel that itch within me, and then I reach into the pocket of my pantsuit um, hoping to kind of reassure myself and finger the vial, only to realize that it's cracked and empty, and I gasp. Um, you you all right there, Viv? Um, quite all right. I'm just feeling a little warm. Oh, we should we should take you to uh to the urgent clinic. Uh, we should take <laughs> you. To- <laughs> oh, I think there's much more urgent matters to attend the, to. The, the urgent cleric. Yeah, the urgent cleric. Went <laughs> oh out. my god! Hey. That's so TM, funny. TM 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 TM. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll need to take you to the urgent cleric once this is all over. I'm I'm quite all right. I I can. I can handle myself. All right, let's go. Let's go find Kia and, and take care of this. Deborah unsheathes her special dagger, ready for business. Deborah, go ahead and do a wisdom saving throw. How close am I to Vivian? You guys are holding hands, so all right, <laughs> quite close. <laughs> all right, I get some sort of bonus from Vivian. I know. I yeah, just, I think it's a plus yeah. You three. get a plus three. All right, for your charisma. <laughs> all right, that might have helped. Let's see. So I'll be 19. Your mind races. You think about the past, the present, and future. Mm. You hyperventilate a little bit, <sighs> considering the murder of your hus- uh, former husband. I like to think of it as self-defense, but continue. <laughs> and the current state of your children. As you're freaking out, Vivian holds your hand. No. Oh God, maybe I'm a terrible mother. They'll never forgive me. What's going to happen to my family? Oh, God. You did what you had to do. We all had those moments. But what if I made the wrong decision? You're their mother. Every decision that you made has been for their benefit. Yes. I suppose you're right. Thank you, Vivian. And I, I give Vivian a hug. Hmm. Vivian hugs back. Fu- friendship. 
<laughs> Friendship. Friendship wing. Yay. <laughs> Nothing bad happens to you. Yay. Yay. <laughs> where are you guys headed? Uh, I mean, from my from my perspective, we would head towards where towards Kia's place. Just Agreed. assuming that that's where she is. Because yeah. I can't think of anywhere else she would be. <laughs> we cut back to Kia. You, you see a lot more destroyed furniture than there was in the last scene. <laughs> and and Kia is now seated at the counter and has taken up the bottle of whiskey that Kai was drinking and is just broodingly sipping from uh, one of the few non-shattered glasses that she was able to find. Uh, outside of Kia's house, Vivian and Deborah, the two of you, arrive. Ha. Um, I knew that. I knew that weak son of a bitch would come back. <laughs> That weasel. Kia gets up and goes to the door, expecting to uh, engage in another round of insults and acrimony with her husband, and opens it to find her friends. It's a good word. (laughs) Mm. Deborah's just kind of like sobbing and also like covered in blood. (laughs) Kia's also a bit tipsy. (laughs) Vivian is sweating in her pantsuit. It's also <laughs> raining, too, so... <laughs> I forgot she wore a pantsuit. Oh, yeah, we're both just, like, streaked with rain. Our mascara is just, like, <laughs> yeah. in the corners of our eyes. The, like, copious amount of mascara that yeah, Deborah is wearing. Yeah, De- Deborah just... is actively crying. I am just wet. <laughs> it's just... And the kids talking club, and I don't even... And, and they stab me, and that's whatever, but... And then... And they call me a murderer, I don't even... <laughs> <laughs> Kia just takes all this in for a moment. <laughs> Kia, do you have anything to drink? Uh, Viv, Viv? Dev, uh, sure, come in. There's there's plenty to go around. I looked up pantsuits right now, just so I can get a good visual of. Yeah, I think Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Kia invites uh, Vivian and Deborah out of the rain into her house. <sighs> Thanks, Kia. It's been a rough. Half hour, however long it's been. I explain what happened. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it does seem like there's there's something just affecting the whole town. I saw dozens of people, like, just wandering around, aimless and lost, on my way back here. Even even Kai, he just... Kia trails off, and he, he, was, he was acting unusually. It's, is Kai okay? I don't, I don't see him here now. Well, whatever the case, he he doesn't matter. <laughs> we need to figure out what's going on. Alright, but Kia, you know you could always you could always talk to us if there's anything you want to you know get off your chest, or we're always here for you. And I hold up the friendship ring. <laughs> <laughs> the friendship ring of mind shielding. <laughs> yeah. The most important friendship ring of all. I, I, I crayoned in the word friendship uh, <laughs> in front of the word ring of mind, Julie. Sharpied. <laughs> yeah. Kia, in a, in a somewhat more chessened than usual voice, says, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Deb. But Kai, Kai and I are going through some things right now, but what really matters is figuring out what's going on and, and, and trying to get Charlotte out of all this mess. Right, Vivian? Well, of course. I mean, it, it, but it, really, it doesn't just seem like only Charlotte is the only one affected. It, 
Zog and Glob, they were both out of their minds. They they attacked us. Right. You know. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that things are going the things are going on between you and and Kai and But we're always here. Uh, do you have any more of that, by the way? And she points at the glass of whatever Kia is drinking. I mean, I I, I assume that Kai he was always drinking this stuff. That's Kia rummages around and eventually finds another another bottle. Alright. I'm sorry, I'm not I don't I don't normally do this, but it's just been it's been it's been a rough half hour or so. And Deborah Deborah takes a, a good swig of whatever whatever it is that the whiskey that Kia hands to her. Well what do we do now? Wait, actually, sorry. Um, do, do you want some do you want in on this? Wait, no, no, no. Of, of course. Sorry, wait, no. Um, like Claire talking. Uh, Sam told us that Nova's true murderer was in the Rodriguez household, so everyone knows this. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. The storm continues to rage outside. Meanwhile, the three of you take a brief respite amongst the destroyed remains of Kia's furniture. Um, Kia, was your was your house always like this? I feel like probably not. You know, uh, from time to time, I uh, I just like to redecorate. You know, I feel like you know to really to really get in touch with one's feelings and and the world around them. That from time to time, we need to be to be reinvigorated, rejuvenated, and just refreshed. So there's been a lot happening these last few days, and just just look outside. Really out with the old and in with the new. Kia looks over at a picture of uh, Kai and Kia with like a crack going down the center, like between the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I I suppose you're right, Kia. I I don't know, Deborah. I mean, you've you've been doing a, a good job by yourself, right? You know, ever since your what was his name? Rex. Rex, Rex, yeah. ever since he passed away, you've you've been holding down the fort. I mean, I can't say it's been easy, you know. Zog and Glob are a handful and require so much of my attention. Um, but, yeah, we, we've managed. We've certainly managed. <laughs> I take a sip of my whiskey. <laughs> so, Vivian, I know it's, it's been a couple years since... You and your your ex-husband broke up, but you've been doing fine, too. I mean, you're so strong. Well, I mean, I was served with divorce papers quite a few years ago. I mean, it's really just been me and Char for the last five years. I mean, Lionel, my, my ex, he really, he had a hard time. He had a hard time with a strong woman, stronger, stronger than, stronger than him. And that was hard for his orcish pride. But, you know, I I think me and Char, we've, we've done really well just by ourselves. One might even think it was for the best. Exactly. Orcish men are trash, and they should be taken out just like the rest of the garbage. Here, here. <laughs> Vivian downs the rest of her drink. <laughs> <laughs> Deb just sort of silently sips. <laughs> Men suck. <laughs> so what do we do now? We kill all men in the neighborhood. Okay, I mean, uh, <laughs> nobody, and I mean nobody, messes with Zog and Glob. So I don't know about you ladies, but I'm marching down to the Rodriguez's house and 
Well, let's just say it's things aren't going to be the same afterwards. I mean, like it did sound based on what we heard from from Sam the genie that that's where we need to go. There's nowhere to go but forward. The three of you can short rest if you guys want to. Yes, doing that now. I sure I'm angry, but also like a little bit tipsy. So maybe we should take a nap. (laughs) All right, quick nap. But then after that, it's going to be a bloodbath. (laughs) I mean, we're going to (laughs) complain. I like look to the side. (laughs) Yep, Deborah's stab wound suddenly disappear somehow through the power of napping. Can't be underestimated. All right, the three of you short rest. What do you guys do next? I'm not going to let Zoggenglop's minds get poisoned anymore. I don't know about you ladies, but... I'm going to put a stop to this. And I unsheathe my dagger plus one. <laughs> <laughs> I rev up my weed whacker. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> I flinch a little bit at the loudness of it. Kia looks around and takes stock of her pretty thoroughly messed up house and just mutters, there's nothing left for me here. The only way <laughs> sure. is forward, just like it always has been. Sorry, what, what was that, Kia? Let's head out. Okay. And Deb opens the door. Girl power. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're just like, fuck man, as we run out. (laughs) The three of you head out into the rain. We see a shot, a very dramatic shot of Deborah in front with Kia and Vivian sort of like in this triangle formation. The wind is blowing at your clothes, and you guys are just marching through it. We should have picked. We should have brought a umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> we see a close up of Deborah, a look of determination on her face. A close up of Kia, looking a little bit unsure, and then we see a close up of Vivian, who is starting to get the shakes. <laughs> and the three of you head towards the Rodriguez's house. All right, then what happens? I'm just kidding. All everyone, this is Joey, your moderately adequate dungeon master. Thanks for listening to this episode of Desperate Orcish Housewives. Join us next time for the final conclusion of this longer-than-expected bonus arc, and as Deborah, Vivian, and Kia have their friendship tested. <laughs>